And we're live again. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, and I'm your host for the show at Daily Confidence. Uh, our aim is to share tips, strategies, and actionable advice to help you boost your confidence in different areas of your business on a daily basis. Um, during the show, after the show, we give away gifts, and for you to opt in to the draw, if you like, comment, subscribe, tag a friend, ask questions, stay engaged, and do all subscribe to our show on different uh, channels that you're in. You enter your name into the draw, and uh, that's how it works. Today, we have an amazing topic with my dear friend, Michelle Netlek. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Great to have you. And I have known you for a long time. <laughs> it's, been, yeah. it's been a while. And... Uh, I know uh, Michelle through Jay Fissette Circle, who Jay is another troublemaker around us uh, with a whole <laughs> bunch of other troublemakers. And that's how I know Michelle. So we're going to talk about how to eat. That's our topic today. So um, without further ado, let me do the proper introduction to Michelle. And then we're going to dive right into it. So... International best-selling author Michelle Nedlek is an expert in entrepreneur entrepreneurialism. Well, that's a long one, that's and the founder of Awareness Strategies. She she has run her own series of companies for over twenty-two years, and for over fifteen years, has been helping sales reps, entrepreneurs, and executives to continually double their profits and revenues. She has not she not only has what it takes to help her clients build a million-dollar business. But she does it time and time again. Michelle particularly loves to talk about marketing automation, systems integration, and support both on and off the stage. Welcome, Mr. Michelle. Thank you. The fans go crazy. Hey. <laughs> At least in my mind, they do. <laughs> I should like bring one of those devices that do it, do the cheer sound and, and do the, yeah. I should get one of those. I think uh, RJ has one of those. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> uh, she has like one of this little box that like plays different um, uh, tricks on video, sounds, and all sorts of stuff. I, I, th I should probably pick one up on Amazon. Anyway, so how's your day going? It's been awesome and epic. And yours? Pretty good. It's nice and warm in Calgary, and I'm going to try to enjoy all three days of it. <laughs> so I hear. Throughout the year. And, uh, Van on it, so we try to go in the backyard as much as we can. We try to get out to the mountains as much as we can. Nice. And uh, during the pandemic, um, I'm I, I'm ready for the pandemic to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pandemic out right now. It's like if we could just quit quit this, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I feel well. well they're saying that they're going to re uh, what you might call first. Uh -oh. I don't know if I'm freezing up or you're freezing up. Every once in a while you freeze up on me, but I can see my lips moving on the screen. So I'm going to assume it's you. So I'm going to do a little pony show and entertain the audience while we wait for your video to come back. Hey, I'm go. sorry. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you have me? Yeah, we got you now. My internet uh, is not. Anyway, it just acted mm -hmm. up. Yeah. So, Michelle, what is your story? Tell us about your story. How did you get into doing Start off as a small child. <laughs> so how we started off doing what we do now. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Michelle Nedelec. I am the co-founder of Awareness Strategies, and we are a digital uh, marketing agency that specializes in the IT behind marketing, which I know sounds super sexy to nobody, but it is in the essence that the thing that most people end up banging their head against the wall on, we do it for them so that they don't get stuck doing it. So that you as an entrepreneur get to go and show your jam and you get to go out and make videos and shake hands, kiss babies, do what everybody loves to do. And we help you to focus on doing that. So we'll be going over a few of those today. But uh, how we got into that was I used to run a personal development company here in Calgary with Mustafa and, um, it was all face-to-face. -face. So we had made a formal decision to only do it in Calgary because at the time, everybody had to go down to the States to go and, and get that kind of 
access to that kind of information. We said, we're going to stay local. We're going to stay face to face. And then all of a sudden something happened in about 2015, everybody decided they wanted to go online. We're like, Oh, okay. Now we're going online. And we went, what? this doesn't work. How do we get our crap online? Oh my God, this is brutal. And I happen to be in a fortunate position where my partner in business and pleasure, as we like to say, happens to be kind of an IT genius. So uh, me getting IT help was a no brainer. It's like, dude, <laughs> go do this for me because I'm not doing it. And, uh, and at that time, a little while after that, he finished his contract with the big oil and gas guys because that's what he did with special projects. Anytime they didn't know how to make something happen on um, with software, he would go in and make it happen on time, on budget, figure out how to do it. And he goes like, I'm not doing the corporate thing. And I looked around and said, hey, clearly there's a lot of people around here that could use some help. Why don't we just pivot and you can do your jam and help them with their software and stuff like that. And I'll just sell and market you and I'm happy, happy doing that. And then kind of morphed into, and people need branding and marketing and all the words and colors and all that kind of fun stuff, which I also happen to be a little good at. So there, there she was. Very nice. So <laughs> what do you do these days and who do you serve? So now we uh, specialize in working with online entrepreneurs who don't want to do their tech or know that they shouldn't be doing their tech. So we do tech for you, everybody from solopreneurs to we have multi-million dollar accounts, meaning that they make multi-millions, not that we do. But <laughs> One day. Yeah, tech, is, tech is definitely um, um, a problem for a lot of people, even for people who think they know tech, including myself. And I know a lot of people who have been stuck behind the tech wall for months and years. <laughs> and I, I know of, I'm sure you know more than I do, I know of people that are like holding on to the launch or launching a company or the product for like a year or two because they don't have the tech piece figured. And so mm -hmm. it is extremely important is what I'm trying to say. It, it is. And it's a conundrum to most people in that it is probably the number one thing that will stump people other than writing their own swipe copy, which is kind of funny. Yeah, too. that's another big problem. <laughs> It's like you can know yourself inside out and upside down and backwards, but when you go to write about it, all of a sudden it's like, I did what? Uh, uh, who, who? Where? Uh, and we get lost in it. So our biggest successes were actually working with other IT marketing companies, believe it or not, and just doing theirs for them because I understood it conceptually enough to know what they needed to have happen. We're like, dude, just let me do your tech for you and you go do your jam. So us actually working with other marketing companies is has been epic. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. So let's get to our topic, how to delegate, duplicate, and delete. Give us a little uh, intro to that topic, and then I'm going to start asking some questions so I could get the most out of you and <laughs> do a value bomb here. Nice. Well, the reason I picked this topic is because I think that the reason that most people don't hire their IT out faster or uh, earlier on in the evolution of their company is because they have an issue with this whole idea of delegating, duplicating, or deleting. And what I mean by that is that there are certain tasks that you do in a day. And I don't care who you are. If you run your own company, there are certain tasks that you do in a day whether it's spending eight hours on Facebook, um, trying to avoid writing your copy and getting your landing pages done, or it's uh, trying to explain to somebody what it is that you want that one video to look like so that it has the, the smoke coming up and the dust rising. And you know, we get stuck in the minutia of, of stupid things that don't get us forward in our day. And if people can just figure out ways of how do I actually put the least amount of effort into my company and get the most amount out for my clients and me, they would be a lot further ahead. So if you only ask yourself two questions <laughs> ever again, it's how do I do the least amount today and get the most amount of results for my clients and me? Love How do I do the do the least and get the most results for me and my clients? Yeah, I love that approach. So, love delegation, which is one of my favorite things to do, mm -hmm. and we all need practice on becoming better and better delegators. We uh, do. And the biggest what problem. Are, what What is your definition of delegation, and what are some of the best ways to do it, and why? Great question. 
So delegating something as opposed to abdicating something is to uh, hand a task over to somebody else with the accountability of doing it, but not the responsibility of getting it done. So a to delegate it to somebody is to say, hey, Mustafa, I have this thing I want to get done, and I give you absolute accountability to do it to the best of your ability, but the responsibility still lays on my shoulders to make sure that it was done, that it was done right, and whatever the case might be. Okay, and then why should we delegate as business owners? Uh, biggest one is because it's a leverage of time. So as long as I'm getting paid per hour to do a thing, I'm only ever going to be worth the best average of what I'm spending my time doing. So if I'm spending six hours a day scrolling through Facebook, I'm not making any money. So I've just lowered my, <laughs> my average dollar value down to the ground. Whereas if I spend my time, even if it's only two hours a day, the other, those other two hours a day, creating affiliate um, or relationships with centers of influence and they go, oh my God, Michelle, I love your stuff and we're totally going to sell this to all of my tribe. My tribe needs you. Then I should really look at my day and go, okay, how do I spend the majority of my day doing that and either delegate, duplicate, or delete that other six hours of my day that's wasting my time and bringing down my average value? Because there's a huge difference between going out and playing golf for six hours or whatever your mojo is, and then working for two hours, then it is avoiding work for six hours and then doing your work for two hours. There's a huge cost to that, and we'll talk about that too. Very nice. Can you give us some examples of um, tasks and things that we should delegate, maybe specifically to IT and marketing? Absolutely. So the things that we should delegate are one, our energy suckers, those things that we hate to do. So for some people, it's accounting. For some people, it's IT. For some people, it's marketing. For some people, it's whatever. And it totally depends on your personality as to what you hate to do. <laughs> I hate to break you, but not yeah. everybody's the same in that department. So there are certain people who actually love getting into the IT of things, and they might not be loving their jobs right now or their career because it's just not giving them what they want. And they're like, I just want to take a break and go and putter on the keyboard. If that's you, awesome, great, I'm all for it. Anything that brings up your emotional bank account, I'm good with. Anything that brings down your emotional bank account, I'm not good with. Those things you got to get off your plate. And as quickly and as effectively as possible, keyword being effectively. So there's two problems with delegating. One is you don't know how to delegate. So I don't really know what I do. I just do it and I get the job done and it'll take me longer to explain what I do and what I want done than it is to get it done. And then there's hiring somebody that knows what I should be doing better than I do. And they're withdrawing that information from me going, okay, do you know what color you want? Do you know what message you want to get across? If you don't, this is the message you want to get across and these are the colors you want to use based on that message. It's a totally different experience, totally different experience. So one is working with an expert that knows what I should be doing better than I do. And one is trying to figure out how to get somebody to know what I know. And that is a long and arduous process that most entrepreneurs choose to go down when they decide to delegate. And it's, it's an advance forward, but it's a really painful one that I'd like to help you to avoid today. What do you say to people that have this fear of delegating their IT stuff? Because they just they just took a course on how to build the landing page on WordPress, and they watched a couple of videos from their CRM, whether it's Infusionsoft or uh, Constant Contact or any other CRM stuff. Oh, you know what? I, I, just, I just spent so much time and money to learn this. I don't think I should give this away. What do you say to these people? Uh, one, why are you doing your landing pages on Infusionsoft? Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, any. any. <laughs> well, and, but it does. It does kind of, it comes back to this whole idea of, I get it. You've just spent all this money on a course, but you're still at the point where you're, maybe you're consciously confident. Uh, maybe you're now consciously unconfident. <laughs> so now you've, now you finally figured out what you don't know, but you still don't know what you don't know. 
And the, the issue with IT and software is unless you're an IT person that loves, loves, loves to read the manual and go, okay, what does this do? What does it not do? What is it capable of? What is not capable of? What is in um, building mode and what has already been built out for years and people love it and use it highly effectively. The problem with IT is this. Most people look at a computer like it's a television set. Your computer is not a television set. I get it right now. You're watching it and you can turn us off and you can turn us on. You can turn the volume up. You can turn the volume down. I get that. But when it comes to your computer, it is capable of processing information. It's capable of interacting with you. It's capable of doing a whole lot more complex systems than a television set is. A computer is not a television set. So it really to understand the full capacity of what a or of what a computer does, you need to have that analytical mindset, which brings me to answering your question is why are people afraid of that is because they don't know what they're giving over to somebody else. It's kind of like taking your baby and going to the babysitter. And it's like most people will walk down the street and go, hey, do you know anything about computers? Do you know anything about computers? Hey, can you fix my computer? And it's like walking down the street and going, hey, do you know anything about kids? Do you know anything about kids? Do you want to babysit my kid? And it's terrifying. That is a terrible way to go about doing it. But that's what most of us do, right? The proverbial yellow pages are, hey, do you know anybody that knows how to do this? And we're taking bad advice from people that know nothing about what's going on. So they need information like this, shows like yours, so that they can get the information that they need to be able to make educated decisions. Absolutely. Like, especially with IT and this whole marketing piece and the technology, um, in my experience is when you try to do it yourself, it takes so much longer and it costs so much longer. So much, right? <laughs> like what Brad uh, and Michelle could do in an hour, it will probably take me five to ten hours. <laughs> and I, and I'm serious, right? I don't know, man. You're, you're pretty savvy. You're pretty savvy. I'm, I'm into the. I'm talking about the average person that doesn't mm. know a lot of tech, right? Oh, dude, uh, we've done even, in five minutes what somebody's put off for three years. Three years. I, I I believe it. Yeah, like sometimes I try to mess around and I turn around to my developer. I'm like, hey, can you fix this up? And it's like, done. <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> really? I love that. It sounds like oh. I, I only thought about having you doing it for two months before you know, and then the time and the energy, and then just ha just having that run in our in our in our mind as a energy sucker. I think that's what you mentioned, right? That's what you said. It is. It's a huge energy suck. Just thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. There is zero valid. <laughs> Or I have to do it. I have to all get to it. I'll get to it tomorrow, and this tomorrow never comes. And then next, you know, two years later, you haven't launched your product. Because while you're thinking, I'll do this tomorrow, you've just spent the amount of time it took to say that doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Whereas when you give it to us or somebody like Mustafa and go, "Hey, go do this," we go, "Okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? Where am I going?" We have productive questions going on in our brain that are moving us closer to that thing. And that makes a huge difference. Now, before I ask the next question, you're sharing a free gift with uh, with our audience. Can you tell us about what it is? Absolutely. So what we're doing is giving people a marketing readiness assessment for their website. So it's being able to, uh, with a click of a button, you give us your website and we go and analyze your website inside out, upside down and backwards and shoot back to you a lovely little uh, 20, 36 to 40 some odd page report on what you're doing right in your website, what needs attention and what is absolutely broken and is urgent that you fix. And the reason that it's urgent that you fix it is because Google has these wonderful little things called spiders roaming around the internet, looking at your website and going, oh, okay, this is what people want. This is what people don't want. Oh my God, this sucks. Stay away from here. Stay away from here. Stay away from here. You do not want Google spiders saying, stay away from here. To say this sucks is kind of okay. <laughs> it's, it's not ideal, but it's way better than stay away from here. So it will, anything that shows up in red on those reports is, is absolutely urgent that you get fixed because if you don't have things like an SSL on your website, which, you know, nobody really cares what it means. But if you don't have one, it's like a, 
a danger poison sign to Google spiders and you won't get traffic to your site. Oh, interesting. So if you don't Even have, the ones you want. You should have SSL on your site to boost your SEO and the rest of it. Right now you have to have SSL on your site. Yeah, and I, and I think some browser uh, block you from visiting sites saying this site is not secure. This is dangerous and it freaks the shit out of people so that they don't want to go to it. Yes. So even if you're sending traffic to the site, you just did a talk, you did an epic, it was awesome. You said, here, go to my site, go to this landing page. And all of a sudden Google pops up with this site's dangerous. You don't want to be here, do you? And nobody goes and does your thing. That's terrific. Absolutely. So gang, this is really a valuable gift for you to get an assessment on your site and it's color coded based on like, I think it's green, yellow, and red, Michelle, right? Yep, just like traffic lights. Exactly. So all the red stuff, you got to dive in and take care of it. And this is a complimentary report uh, on your site. And it's important. I mean, your site must be working. You got to get traffic. You, you want to make sure nothing is blocking Google bots or any other uh, bots from indexing your site on their uh, engine servers. And so it's important to have that figured out. In case I haven't looked at it, click on the link. The link is in the comments of the show and in the description of the show as well. Now, gang, uh, Michelle and I, for those of you who jo joined us later, we're talking about how to delegate, duplicate, and delete. If you have any questions for Michelle, pop it in the chat box or in the comments, and we'll do our best to cover it. Now, um, let's talk about duplication. What do you mean by duplication? What's the, your definition there? Nice. So oftentimes entrepreneurs, especially, and I don't know why, will consistently either answer the same questions that their prospects will ask them or their clients will ask them. And uh -huh. they have the exact same answer over and over and over and over and over again. But at the same time, they think, no, I am the expert in this and nobody can answer that question quite like I can. So instead of putting it into a Word doc and saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. Here's my frequently asked questions go on my thing or making a video and saying, Oh yeah, absolutely. I get that question one, go to my frequently asked questions or, Hey, now that you're a client of mine, go and watch this video and it'll give you a little preparation of how we work together and what we do and all of this stuff. So this is a cobbler's child. This is on my list of things to do this week is to get those FAQ videos up on my website. But it's, um, that's just an example of many, many things. So you can duplicate video. You can duplicate with word docs, PDFs, checklists, um, like innumerable amount of things, training somebody else to go and do it. You can duplicate something that you're wasting your time doing over and over and over again that you just don't have to because technology is there right now that it'll do it for you. Very interesting. So add the processes that you do over and over again, you want to duplicate it or put it in a video so that your staff, your customers, people outside, whoever could, you know, you do it once and then. You can duplicate so many things. So let me give you some kind of left field examples because most people will go, oh yeah, email campaigns. I get it. You're duplicating that email that you just sent out. Yes. And so one of the things that you can do is if you're out prospecting, so say you just go, you're not even out prospecting. You're going to your kids' hockey games because I'm Canadian uh, or your sporting events. And you inevitably get people asking you the same question. So what do you do? But have you ever put that down on a piece of paper? Have you ever put it into a flyer? Have you ever put it into a flash drive? Have you ever put it into something that people can consume and, and take with them and look at? Now, you might be thinking, well, they're just asking out of nicety. Like, they really don't care how your day is. They're just saying, hey, how's it going? You can also start creating something fun. Somebody says to you, what do you do? Well, I, I make IT more interesting than most people do. You go, what? And it's like, hey, well, have you ever thought of playing a game? And it's like, oh, you do video games. Well, kind of, sort of, but I'm, I make what I do into a video game so that you can go and, and find out whether or not your marketing is effective just by going and playing a game. And I can give them a little flash drive or something they can go and hook into my website and then go and have a little quiz and and have fun with it. So you can turn your opt-ins into uh, something that you duplicate because you're doing it over and over again. You So people you've never met before, people you have met before, 
um, people that are potential clients for you, people who are your clients and onboarding them, your staff, your you, in almost every area of your life, there is something that you're doing over and over again in the day that you could figure out a way to duplicate so that you only have to do it once and then you just send people to that resource. Love it. So I guess your task would be to create a list of all the things that you do over and over again and see what you could do to maybe turn it into a video, a checklist of some sort, and bam. Next yeah. time I'll ask you that question, here's a video, here's a checklist, here's a training, right? Exactly. All right, love it, love it, love it. Um, what are some examples for the checklist, like IT or marketing checklists that people should have? What are some examples of checklists that people should have? Oh, yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's a, um, is that a that, two hour conversation? <laughs> that is a two hour conversation right there, my friend. So biggest one, like for us, it can be, Hey, I'm stumped on this thing. And how do I move forward from getting unstuck into wherever I'm going for some people? It's like, Hey, I got a pretty good business going on. How do I make it even better? For some people, it's like, hey, I have an epic business and we are rocking and blowing. How do I scale? Some people, it's like, hey, we are scaling. We're rocking and blowing. And how do I create some exit strategies around this and tax implications, all that kind of fun stuff. So depending on where you're at, you're absolutely going to have kind of different checklists and different operating grounds that you're going to be wanting to go on. I'm going to make a gross assumption here that most people are in the I'm building and changing right now. So if you're in the first three years, typically of your business, everything changes hourly because you're like, Hey, let's try this. Hey, let's try that. That didn't work. This doesn't work. Um, it's a very frustrating time for most people. Um, but once you start getting it down, it works great. So the obvious ones that everybody gets off of everything is who is your audience? Where are they? What's your avatar? So if my ideal client is Mustafa and I know that it's guys with beards and uh, that work from home and have kids and I can call my avatar Mustafa. Once I have that information and then and get it that it's painful going over and over again, but you got to get it because now I can start doing things like creating my branding of what kind of colors is Mustafa most attracted to and why. So if it's things like blue, because blue is it's a very guy color, it's very uh, open color. It's a very connection color. Orange. Orange is fun. It's color of basketballs. And, you know, it's just, it is the ethereal sports kind of analogy. You know, he's kind of a sports guy, but more in a fun way. So we're going to put bring in some sports analogies, but we're going to have them fun when it's not serious. We're not having like NBA conversations. We're just having like pictures of kids and dads playing basketball. And we're going to make our branding to be like, hey, are you wasting your time on your IT? Is there something you'd rather be doing right now, like playing basketball in the backyard with your kid? Come talk to us and we can do that for you. So those kind of checklists can only be done once you have the initial fundamental one done. Once you have that initial fundamental one done, now we can move on to the fun ones. So your color, your look and feel, the text, can you read them? If I only have a simple message on a billboard and somebody's driving past it at 160, what do they read? What do they get out of it? Can we make it faster, easier for them to go, oh, my God, I totally want that. And you can. And then say, how do I delegate <laughs> getting all this crap off my hands so that all my PDFs look the same or not look the same, but have the same look and feel so that people know that it's from your company? How do I make video bumpers so that everybody knows that this is my video or that if they come in halfway through, they know that this is my content? It's little things like that that are just super simple to implement once you have somebody working with you that does this all the time and they go, bam, go do this. And I guarantee it, you can find those people, especially right now. And they're usually called, what do they call it, Mustafa, when you have a, um, a part-time person? Fractional. You can have a fractional CMO. You can have a fractional CIO. You can have a fractional CFO. So basically you're hiring somebody for an hour of their time to go, what do I need to do? And if you're an action kind of person that likes to get stuff done, you just go and take it. So you don't, you get the expert expertise of a fortune 500 company on the budget of a solopreneur. 
Thank you. Love it. I like that word fractional employee. That's the new word for part-time, I guess. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you're just taking a fraction of it. It's not even part-time. It's, I, I just want a fraction of this. Like you might hire them for one hour this month and three hours next month and never again. And that's okay. And it's, so it's kind of a combination of outsourcing, consulting, and um, brain picking, I guess. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I like that idea. Yeah. Like you can hire someone for an hour. If, 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 if here's is a problem that I deal with, and I know a lot of other business owners do as well, mm -hmm. and that is we are stuck on something, mm -hmm. like something we want to do, and we have no clue how to do it. And what we do is we think about it for six months, or a year, or I don't know however long, right? Where, like you said, we could hire someone for an hour, call someone up and say, "I have no freaking clue what I'm doing." What do you think I should do? And they'd be like, press this button. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they're like, really? They're like, yeah, press that button. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's sometimes, but you're it, is, not. sometimes it is actually as, as a, a, a matter of go on this menu and click there. Done. That's something I was worried about for six months. Right. Mm -hmm. So this fractional idea is actually a brilliant idea. Amazing. It, it really is. And it, it's mind blowing from a perspective of how much stuff you can get done. Now, somebody might charge you $500 to do that. They might charge you a thousand, but if it saves you three years of putzing around. Yeah. Like if you can turn around and turn that into 10 grand, you're doing all right. You think it would be worth it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, and people get stuck on that. And sometimes it's not even that expensive. No. Like when you think about the results, $500 is not that much. A thousand bucks, sometimes 10 grand is not that much because this is one block on me making 100, 500, or a million bucks. Mm -hmm. and, you know. Well, and, and to precursor that, a lot of times people will think it's not worth it because, well, I just want to put an opt-in out there. I just want to see if this will work. I just want to whatever. And it's like, okay, well, whoa, back up the bus. Why are you doing that? Well, because so-and-so told me I should put a thing out in Facebook every day so that I keep my audience engaged. No, that's a terrible reason to do things. It's a yeah. terrible reason to do things. You do things because you have a strategy to monetize on it. It's like if I do this thing, and I put out my course, then I'm bringing people into my webinar, my masterclass. And at that masterclass, I'm going to educate people on this, that, and the other thing. And those who are interested are going to sign up for my program that costs $500. Okay. So if I spend 500 here, all I need is one client over there. If I get that one client, I can do that over and over again. And then I can start spitting out, you know, $2,500 clients. Okay. Now it's worth it, but you got to start thinking strategy and not just tactics. And for most people that is, that's a challenge. Well, most people don't know the difference between strategy and tactics. So that's yep. <laughs> an underlying problem. That's another conversation <laughs> for another interview. Um, so if you're doing something from the last question of what, it, what does it mean to duplicate and what we should do is you should um, create checklists or videos and try to streamline and systematize a repeating process. Yeah. So that there is consistency so you can get other people to do it and train your employees and uh, save yourself some time and headache, right? So Good. if nothing else, if all you do is take the tactics of duplicating the things that you do, somebody else can take all of those tactics and actually turn it into a strategy. So you've just taken all the crap that you spend six hours doing in a week that you repackage it, repurpose it, you do it once again, under the guise of recording somehow, whether on paper, or video or audio or whatever. And then that saves you six hours next week. Then you have the time and the wherewithal to be able to go to somebody else and go, okay, so how do I take all of these things and strategize it? And then somebody will go through and go, okay, this thing, delete that. You don't need that thing at all. I don't know why you were spending all your time doing that thing, but that's okay. That one goes. This one, on the other hand, let's put this in the hand of a few other people that can utilize it and get you 10x the results on it. And there are things that you can do that, like your intro video. If you get that to people of centers of influence and say, hey, can you share this with your audience? 
and I'll pay a commission on it or I'll give you a kickback on anybody signs up. They go, yeah, absolutely. Here, let's go share that because they like you or whatever, or they want the money. And then you can figure out the strategy to be able to 10 X on that. Love it. Love it. So the next point was we got delicate duplicate and delete. What do you mean by delete and what should be deleted? <laughs> Anything that is a colossal waste of your time should be deleted. Now that doesn't mean that you're completely wasting your time uh, doing things that you love to do, because that goes back to if that thing brings up your emotional bank, I'm good with it. But if all it's doing is numbing you out from avoiding the thing that you hate, then get rid of that thing, get rid of the thing you hate by delegating it and or duplicating it or both. And then you no longer have to waste your time doing that thing that is a buffer from doing the things that you hate to do. So there's right. a lot of things that people waste their time doing. As Jay puts it, they're shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. The ship's going down and we're moving chairs. But most entrepreneurs don't see I'm themselves doing <laughs> I'm making my bed. I don't want anybody to see it. It's going to be horrible. Oh, my God. I can't die with a messy bed. That would be awful. And that's what they're doing. Hmm? What's up? Let me get my <laughs> <laughs> The ship is sinking. It's like, I need phone calls. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it's. I, I like the idea of, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's the idea of doing something that we're comfortable doing, but that doesn't get us anywhere. It's, oh, I have to file these papers. No, you don't. You have to throw them out. Nobody's ever going to look at them again. Nobody's ever going to do anything with them again. You wrote them down so that you would remember what you had to do in that moment, but you've either done it or you're never going to do it, so throw the paper out. Like we, we get stuck shuffling things in order to avoid doing the things that we got to do. Um, oh, my God. Biggest yeah. waste of time is Facebook, scrolling through shit. I mean, I get it. You might actually like doing that. But after like 15 minutes of doing it, you're now wasting time. <laughs> you're avoiding yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, I, 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 a couple of things I really liked was getting rid of deleting the stuff that you don't, you hate doing. Mm -hmm. right? Either you shouldn't do it or you should delegate, which was the very first point that we talked about. Mm -hmm. And then getting rid of shit that you don't need. And sometimes I see people like piling up crap and they're like, oh, maybe I'm going to need this one day. And like, if you say that, you will never <laughs> need it. And I'm like, that kind of stuff, I'll go buy it mm -hmm. instead of carrying all that junk with me for years and years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, so I, I, I yeah. This. This, is, this is a colossal example of this, which cracks me up. So we are the kind of people that if I can't find it, I'll go and buy one. But at the same time, it's like, well, I have these things here in case I need it. So we had an interesting opportunity when we moved, but we didn't have time to go through our stuff and go, hey, do I need this? Do I want it? Am I still in love with this? Okay, throw it out now. It was take everything. And when we get to the new house, we'll decide there. So we did that. And as we're organizing things, we're starting to realize stupid shit. Like I had salt salt like uh himalayan salt i had yep. like costco thing vats of it but i had like 12 of them because i couldn't see the one i was looking for so i'd go and buy another and then i'd store it somewhere that it didn't belong and so when we moved into the new house i have these vats of sea salt and it's like i don't even eat salt this is an issue <laughs> i don't put salt in any of my food why do i have these vats of sea salt everywhere so my Son and I are contemplating. It's like, well, you could use it as bath salts. I'm like, okay, great. Now I have a use for this, which is awesome. And I will use my bath salts for that. But we do the same thing in, in when we're shopping. It's like, oh, I got to go and get something that I need right now. And I don't need it, clearly, because I don't use this stuff. And if I'm storing it in seven different places and I don't say, hey, this is really important to me. And the next time I go to look for this, I'm going to go look for it here. Then I know how to go and find it. So in our entrepreneurial world, how this becomes kind of a metaphor is, oh, I have those emails, those marketing emails that I have stuffed here, there and everywhere. And I'm never going to go back to them. I'm never going to look at them. But it becomes really important that I save that ship because I'm avoiding writing my own marketing. 
And when you realize that that's what you're doing is you're hoarding other people's shit in hopes that one day you're going to get good at it, that is a complete and total waste of time and a red flag of this needs to be deleted, all of that marketing shit that you're saving, all of those emails that you have everywhere, and that is the exact person you want to delegate and you want them to be an expert at it so that they can draw the information from you. Not somebody that you say, hey, go write my email for me and they just write up some stuff they know nothing about. But the ones that go, okay, so what is the name of your product? What is the benefits of it? What are the results that somebody's going to get from it? Um, what are the dates on it? How do they sign or what are the links for? Where do they go? How do they fulfill on it? And then they can go and write copy, come back, and then together you kind of mush it out and go, okay, I like this. I don't like that. I want this. I want that. Great. Awesome. We're running a business now. That's the kind right. of thing you want to look at. Absolutely. Can you give us some IT or marketing related stuff that people need to delete that they, they start hoarding? Software. <laughs> software. Oh my God. Software. The bane of my existence, I think it's hilarious, is people end up with this thing that we call Frankenware because they go to a course or a seminar and somebody goes, oh, I have this fantastic new product and it does X, Y, and Z and you need to buy it because you're going to get alphabet soup out of it. And everybody loves alphabet soup, right? You need alphabet soup in order to be successful. So they buy all this stuff and they don't have a clue what it does, why they have it. They know there's a monthly fee on it and that at some point is going to go up. So they need to keep it or they paid a one-time membership for it. So they have to have it, but they're not using it strategically to build their business and to figure out what, where they want to go and what they have. Absolutely. That one is probably the biggest pain in the ass. And you know, every time the visa comes, <laughs> you have monthly payments on it to look at it and go, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? Why am I doing all of this stuff? What do I really want it to accomplish? Because for the most part, you really need like three, maybe four kind of pieces of fundamental software that will get you where you want to go. And yeah. then the rest will come when you figure out what that thing is. If you don't sell online courses, you don't probably don't need a learning software management system. If yeah. you are incorporating it, then you need one and you need it to do what you need it to do. If you're wasting time manually entering names and phone numbers in it, it's a complete waste of software and you need to get one that will automatically do that for you so you don't have to keep doing it. Absolutely. I, I love this topic. Here are a couple of things that I do with technology and IT. Uh, to deleting one is cleaning up my desktop i have a whole bunch of files and uh stuff that i just drop drop in there next thing i know my entire desktop gets full of shit that i don't need and, and i need to spend time to delete it another thing i do is once in a while i go through my email and i unsubscribe from a bunch of emails that i don't need to receive and uh, that's another really good one that like just going and filtering filtering through my emails is a is an energy sucking time consuming process right I'm especially like, if you get mad at your emails if you get mad at an email go unsubscribe get yeah. out of that shit. <laughs> don't waste Look, your time if i get mad that. at it or if I, if I notice i have not opened an email from someone in six months mm -hmm. i'm like I, I i i'm clearly not interested in this so i'm out exactly. um and i like to oh uh, on uninstalling software on my computer that's like there's a bunch of stuff that's taking space and I don't use it. Like do uninstalling and deleting apps on my phone, like especially if um a while ago, you mm -hmm. know how do you have an iPhone? I don't. So anyway, my iPhone sends uh uh what you might call it, it gives me a weekly report on how much time I spend on my phone mm -hmm. and what app did I spend a ton of time on. So <laughs> Oh my god! A while ago, dangerous. <laughs> I it get me like the amount of time I spent on Instagram was stupid. So what I did was, I'm like, I can't do this. This is wasting. And they've designed it to make it. It just keeps scrolling, right? Anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> so deleting um, apps on the. Absolutely, it does. And I mean, and there's a catch twenty two to say that's where your avatar is. That's where your audience is. You sell art and all of your clients come through Instagram. Fantastic, awesome, and amazing. But looking at what is it that is a revenue generating activity on Instagram? 
So there are certain things that you have to do as an entrepreneur to go, this is revenue generating activity for me. And that might be connecting with other people that you know or your audience and that you're going to get the follows in between. It might be looking at kind of what new and trending people have and what it is about the photographs that make them all that jazz. Those things are revenue. As soon as you get the answer to that question, though, stop, get out and get off. Because now it's not a revenue generating activity anymore. Now it's just you wasting time avoiding going and running your business. And if you really love doing it and you just want to spend your time doing, I just want mindless uh, Instagram time, book it. <laughs> book it at 7 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night or whenever your off time is and go, I'm just going to scroll to my heart's content because that just is my happy place and I need to be in my happy place. Yeah. Totally get that. I absolutely and I advocate it but book it. Make sure that you're in control of that time, not that it's in control of you. I mean, I mean, you brought up a really valid point about revenue generating activities. And I think that's a, that's a trap that a lot of people fall into. And that is, oh, my audience hangs out on Facebook. And so I need to be on Facebook. Right. And then when I looked at that time, I'm like, I didn't make shit from hanging out on Facebook or <laughs> Instagram. I actually make money by connecting with people and JV talks and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a very big trap. I believe that we fall into saying, Oh, our people find out on Facebook. <laughs> like, yeah, they do, but you're not there. You're not making money out of it. Yeah. I mean, unless you have a strategy. Perfect. Exactly. Which goes back to strategy. And if you have that strategy, that's great. But usually like a good LinkedIn strategy, takes about 15 minutes a day max and you, you can set a timer to it and go after 15 minutes I'm done I'm not doing this anymore and I'll come back tomorrow at the same time and do it so to me revenue generating activity is kind of the paramount thing of if you want to figure out what you need to delete duplicate and delete you need to first figure out what your RGA is your revenue generating activity yeah. if, I used to have a calculator that helped people figure it out for the most part, it's really simple. What do you make money doing? And I guarantee it's not hanging out on Instagram. It's like, what do you actually make money doing? So it might be selling your courses. It might be speaking from stage. It might be um, doing book signings at bookstores. I don't care what it is. Where do you actually, I do this thing and money goes into my bank account right afterwards. And if you don't know what that thing is yet and you haven't got your business to that point yet, that's totally cool. Then you're going to spend a whole lot of time doing a whole bunch of shit trying to figure that out. But once you've done it five or six times, now it's a habit. Now you know that that thing that I do makes me money and I know how much money it makes me. So if I'm signing a book and it takes me, you know, I'm sitting in there for an hour, 10 people come across, buy my book at $10 a pop. I've made $100 an hour. Great. That's your revenue generating activity is now worth 100 bucks an hour. Love you can it. then assess, okay, if I'm doing that thing, does it make sense for me to be doing a $15 an hour job? No. Does it make sense for me to waste six hours a day watching Facebook or trying to figure out where that button is? Or could I phone that person and say, hey, for 500 bucks, tell me where this button is. Let me get past this thing. And then you go out and spend those six hours doing your revenue generating activity. You just made back the money that you invested in that one person in one week. Now you go and do it a couple of hundred times more. Exactly. Exactly. I think that question of cash and revenue is, is key. Is this activity going to give me cash? If the answer is no, do not kid yourself. <laughs> it is either delete because it's a waste of time or uh, duplicate and record yourself doing it once so that you don't have to do it again or delegate it to somebody else who gets paid a lower hourly wage than your RGA. Absolutely. Now, Michelle, uh, where can people find out more about you and uh, the rest of it? Excellent. They can find me at awarenessstrategies.com. But I would way rather you clicked on Mustafa's link that he put in the, in the chat, that one, because yeah. when you click on that link, it tells me that you take action, that you actually want to know something. If you click on that link and you're like, oh my God, this is costing me money. I need to figure out how to get this resolved. Then you can come and book an appointment with me and figure out how to make it happen, whether it's with your team or somebody else's. 
um, potentially ours, maybe not. I'm totally good either way. But when you're in a position where you're like, I'm going to take action on this, action to me is far more important than, oh, come look for me and come. <laughs> no, because that's one of those things that I've deleted out of my schedule. I don't do those anymore. But what I do is invest in you. And if you have questions, I am more than happy to serve and support you to the best of my ability because that comes back to me tenfold in my emotional bank goes up. I love, love, love doing that. So I will do that all day long. If I happen to get a monetary return from it, awesome, fantastic, but I'm not married to that idea. Love it. Yeah, gang, and uh, Michelle and Brad know what they're doing. They've been at it for a long time. They are one of the best people at this technology piece that I do know. And I'm saying this without any, uh, I'm not saying because they're machines, my friend, like I'm not spicy. I, them. <laughs> yeah, I got an extra, extra fee. I'll talk nice about you. <laughs> no, I've known them for a while. And I know a lot of people that uh, are, have worked or are working with them. So go take care, uh, opt into that um, uh, website analysis that she's giving away. Get your color-coded website report to know what's 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 good, what's bad, and what needs immediate attention. Because there could be things in there that are hurting you and hurting your business you may not know about. And it could be actually, right? And uh, if you need help, just reach out and uh, go from there. Cool? Now, let me ask a couple of personal questions. Okay. Now, what are the top two or three books that have made a massive difference in your life or your business? Awesome. Number one, Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. Think and Grow Rich is awesome. I have read and reread and reread that book. I've even handwritten that book out in uh, calligraphy just to embed it into brain brain. Um, right. power, power and Positive Thinking was another one. It is fantastic, awesome, and amazing. And on a weird personal note, another one that I loved and ripped through in like five seconds flat was, um, oh, it was about the tiger. It was a few years ago. It was a few years ago. It was like 15, 20 years ago. You might remember it. The, the, it wasn't Life of Pi. Yeah, it was Life of Pi. Life of Pi, where he goes on a journey on a boat. It was an awesome book. I read made, that book on the weekend. They made a movie about it, right? Yes. Yeah, The Life of Pi. The life yeah. of Pi, right? Yeah, Pi. Yep. Love it. Now, if you had, uh, I mean, I have read Thinking Grow oh. Rich. I've read Power Positive, Positive Thinking, but I haven't read the other one. Well, and what I liked about it wasn't the the face value of that book. What I liked about it was a metaphor that transpired underneath it. And I've been talking to a lot of people that didn't see that. So the oddity to me was, so it's about this kid who's on this boat and his parents perish, the whole boat perishes, and he's stuck on this boat with a tiger and another guy. And and it's the metaphor of, of life, basically, and how we deal with the shit that we come up against, not so much just what the book was about. Um, so if you get it. And my other one, my favorite movie is uh, Finding Nemo. And Finding Nemo is my favorite because, again, it's the metaphors of everything that happens in life and how you deal with it and what's going on for you, not the face value of the narrative of the story. Although that's pretty cool. Finding Nemo. Yep. That's actually, that is a good movie. I got to sit down and watch it with my kid. So 500,000 times. You can watch it on VHS. You can watch it on video with us. You can watch it on uh, net streaming. Come on over to my place. We'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Any format. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love it, love it. Maybe I'll take you up on that. And I love that view you got there in your backyard. That is oh, amazing. Thank you, thank you. It is. Um, so, if you had an ad mm -hmm. uh, through which you could have a message to make an impact on the planet, where everyone on the planet could see it on Google, on internet, everywhere, mm -hmm. what would your ad say? Mm. The first answer that came to mind was my mission statement. My mission statement is rock the world, shake the foundation of dependency, and move people to stand on their own. Can you repeat that one more time? I can. It is to rock the world, uh -huh. shake the foundation of dependency, uh -huh. and move people to stand on their own. I love it. Thank you. Hmm. 
Love, love, love. What's one advice that made a massive change in your business or life? What is one piece of advice that changed my life? And, well, when I was a little kid, I used to have this poster on my wall that said, you, you learn a lot by observing. And I totally did. And it's an awesome opportunity to be able to find out what people's motivation are, their expectations, to be able to model them, be able to do all sorts of things. The problem I found with that is it also creates inertia if you listen to it too well. So you also have to be lead dog and just get in there and, you know, take what you need to take, get what you need to get and um, go where you need to go because somebody else is watching and observing you. And it's super important to be a role model for them. So you don't just want to be observing. I guess you want to take action too. You got to be. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give your 20 year old self? <laughs> um, going to finances real estate um you know it's funny i was walking down the street when i was about 20 and there was two older gentlemen walking the opposite of me and one was about 40 and one was about 60 and the 60 year old looks at the 40 year old and he goes you know if i was 20 years younger i would do things completely differently and i wanted so bad to just turn around and go what would you do what would you do <laughs> like, i totally want to know uh, but i had an interview to go to and i couldn't be late for it but I think I, I really should have just turned around and gone and asked him what it was. Because yeah. yeah. really, I think if I had just had the moxie to go and find a mentor and just said, you know what, this is who and what I want to be. Can I follow you around for a while? People, especially in their 50s and 60s, are like, oh, hell yeah, come on yeah. over. I was so afraid of those people because they were so busy and they were working so hard and they were getting stuff accomplished. It's like at that point, well, at this point now, um, like we know what we're doing. We we do it just because it's like, well, that's what we do. We we got this show on the go and like rock on. So when somebody comes up to us and says, "Hey, how do you do that?" We're actually kind of impressed that somebody's noticed. <laughs> Feel free to ask. Just go and ask. Turn around. Go back. Get excited. People love that. They love having puppies around. They love having babies around, and they love having excited entrepreneurs that are. You know, excuse the expression, they're going around peeing themselves because they're so damn excited about everything. And it's like, you know what? It's cute when puppies do it on the carpet. And it's really cute when entrepreneurs get super excited about their business and they just can't contain themselves. So go get excited. Go make a fool of yourself. It's all good. Yeah. I think it's early in, in those stages where people make massive moves and progress. And then when they get used to it and they get lazy, then it just they just lose that cuteness <laughs> exactly <laughs> we need more puppies around all right so i guess the message is be cute and stay cute yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay excited michelle that this was a really great conversation i feel like we could definitely go on for another good couple of hours <laughs> absolutely you know me i'm good with that <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i'll take you up on that we'll, we'll have you back here sometime soon nice. is there anything you'd like to add that we didn't talk about? Um, yes. So I think people, entrepreneurs, they get super frustrated, especially in times like this where stupidity and mayhem seem to be ruling the world. Ignore all of it. Tune it all out. Go inside. Go, if I could do it however I wanted to do it, be whatever I wanted to be and have whatever I wanted to have, what would I want to have, do and be, and go over, go after it with vigor. Just let the whole world, just shut them out. Shut them out, go do what you want to do, be what you want to be, and have what you want to have, and you will someday do that. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, just stay focused, do your own thing. And the three points that we brought up during, during this interview was to delegate, duplicate, and delete. So if there's something that's bugging you, you hate it, delegate it. If something or someone is bugging you and you don't like it, delete them. <laughs> and especially, like, there's a lot of crazy stuff going around. If you don't like it, don't follow if you don't like reading the news and it makes you crazy you don't have to read the news you don't like i don't read the news like some politician said some stupid thing like i don't care they always have they always will <laughs> some Move on. It's random shit on the beach with someone else i don't care <laughs> right <laughs> so 
Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, uh, gang. Again, go take uh, take advantage of uh, Michelle's uh, generous offer to get that report on your website, so you know what what what's needed and what is what is good, what is bad, what's the ugly, and then uh, take it from there. And do reach out if you need help or if you know someone that needs tech help. Michelle and Brad are definitely your people to talk to. Nice. Thank you for joining us. Um, my name is Mustafa Hosseini. I look forward to seeing you on our next episode. <laughs> awesome. Bye now. <laughs>